Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, uh, Friday, we made it. Got to the weekend. It is the Get You to the Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Byram uh, back in the saddle today at the helm producing on the ones and twos. We say hello to Bill. Hey, little Jim Zoki there. And then uh, Fridays are always fun. All the suits are gone, right? And it's only like the reels that are here. The mayor of Farmville, right? Only the radio talents are here. The award-winning Thomas Waybrecht. Through here a minute ago. And then, uh, of course, Ben, myself. Uh, Heat advisory till 7. No such indication of a heat advisory tomorrow. But obviously, uh, if you're going to be going out to watch any of the high school football scrimmages tonight, uh, do be careful because uh, it's going to be hot. Probably need to make sure that you're hydrated. I'm sure the coaches and the trainers are going to do the same thing with the players and uh, make sure they are fine. Uh, Speaking of uh, a a scrimmage, uh, Ron Cook, who is the new Farmville Central coach, he's a pretty interesting guy, Ben. He's brought in uh, David Tyree, of course, from the uh, Giants. Apparently, uh, their paths crossed at some point. Uh, Also, uh, some other guys who have played for him in his coaching career, played with him. Uh, Michael Jenkins, who was a great Kinston athlete. He's kind of brought different people in from all walks of life, who, who through athletics, he's gotten to know and, and talked to his team during summer workouts. But, I mean, he's kind of a no-nonsense guy. We're going to talk to him coming up uh, later on in the show. Uh, they're scrimmaging at Edenton tonight. Edenton tonight, easy for me to say, taking on the fighting Tommy Basses. So that's uh, coming your way a little bit later on. Uh, we'll talk to Coach Cook. Uh, enjoyed uh, visiting with him a little bit earlier on the phone today, but uh, we'll catch him here before the uh, before the scrimmage. Uh, welcome in. It's great to have you with us. Uh, speaking of scrimmages, ECU tomorrow will have one inside of Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Uh, I know we'll have uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington, there. Are you making that one, Ben, or are you sitting that one out tomorrow? No, nah, I got to go to that one, too. You're going to that also? I have to, yep. You're everywhere. Is the ref going? He's going. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's tomorrow morning, and I, I'm sure Ben will have a lot of updates. He sounds excited about it, so I'm sure he'll have a lot of updates. I better uh, see some hit now. I better see some boys looking like they know how to play now. <laughs> I don't want to see no yeah. Scotty Mobile. I will say this. and, and our, Look, our guy, Philip Pilkey, is doing a really nice job. Uh, and, and he's going to, you know, kind of assume more of a role in that day-to-day operation. Uh, but Ben has watched over his time here some football. Have you not, Ben? Oh, wow. way too much. Way too much ECU football. And not good ECU football. Not a lot of that's, good that's, ECU football. No, that's what he means to say. Not way too much bad ECU. So I, I think your assessment tomorrow, what you see with your eyes will be uh, very interesting to hear. I want to see that turn. I want to see a big improvement. I think you will, but 
tomorrow I'd be anxious to hear your response to everything. I really would. Don't don't call me and tell me, you know, just maybe we can talk about it Monday, but yeah. You know, on the social media or whatever, but no need to tell me. I just But I, I in all seriousness, I do think you'll have a you can give us a pretty good gauge. Cuz let's face it, there's no tougher critic than B baby Byram. Correct? Oh yeah. I I I've I'm not very smart when it comes to picking my teams because I always pick the worst teams, and I'm never happy. I'm never satisfied. Right. Well, the Panthers. I'm. When are they going to win? Yeah, uh, so let let me ask you this, and and um, I've I've had other things that have t- tend to to stray my attention this week. There's a lot going on. Is of course there is for everybody, but I also have had. Huh, uh, I, I had a run-in with the DMV today. And that is that is literally consumed a lion's share of my day. And I, I'm not going to get into the story. Sounds of like the DMV, what happened. It, it, All I'm going to say is the DMV sucks. That's all I'm going to And this is not groundbreaking. This is not a hot take. The DMV sucks. Um, But I, I did catch something. that, I, Of course, you know, Matt Rule is going to be not happy what you were not football coaches instinctively are not happy with how their team plays even if they win uh but Matt Rule seems to be really unhappy with his receivers and really seems to be unhappy with the physicality of his team that that is what I gleaned from what I saw is that the case because they've had these these dual practices with the Colts who they're gonna play in a preseason game on Sunday you know that's right funny because that? there's been about at least five or six fights so far with their joint practices with the Colts so far. Oh, has so, there been? Yes, okay. it, there's been a lot. So that's kind of funny he said that. What's also kind of funny is he's been saying Sam Darnold looks pretty good and that Sam Darnold's the least of their worries. And then by all reports, indications of people that are there, Sam Darnold looks absolutely terrible. So <laughs> I don't know what this guy – maybe he's seeing something different. I don't know. But maybe he's, he seems like he's lying. Somebody's lying at least. Somebody's telling so stories. Is Rule maybe uh, seek something 4D chess here with uh, Sam Darnold, or is he just maybe being a little optimistic? I guess so. And you remember he said Teddy was Teddy was their guy? You remember, well, remember when he said liar. Cam was our guy? Yeah, <laughs> he has the worst poker face in the history of coaches. Matt Rule does. He's, he's not a real cause, – because, Ben, what's the one – you know, there's many rules that you learn uh, over – you know, and I've, I've tried to learn you on a few of these, but what's something I've always said about coaches? And look, I, 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 I myself am from a family of coaches, but what have I always said, especially about college coaches? What have I always said about them? Ben? Usually they're remember? always hot in something. Well, I'll in tell a roundabout you the full story. Way, yeah. Okay. You're, you're putting it a little more diplomatically. As I always say, coaches lie that they just do. Doesn't mean they're bad people. We're not supposed to lie. We lie all the time, but coaches lie, and they're going to lie to whoever. Now, they'll tell certain people what they want, you know, the truth or what's the, the real deal, what's going on, and there's coaches that I have that relationship with that'll tell me what's really up. There's coaches at ECU now that'll tell me what's really up, and then there's coaches who yeah, they might not tell me everything. That's fine, and then there's coaches that lie, and it's just not, it's everywhere. Coaches lie. And and that's Matt Rule is one of the worst at, at doing it, in my opinion. He's got one a terrible poker face. God, I, you'd win so much money. 
And then he's, ta- he's talking about the receivers, but then he's talking about the physicality. And, and I'm seeing this now. You're right. There, there's fights all over the place. How can you call into question the intensity and physicality if your guys are getting involved in, in uh, you know, in little scrapes and scraps in, in, in the joint practices? Well, not only that. So you're right. That, make, that makes no sense. Yeah, to add on no to sense. that, to tell that mm-hmm. he's kind of lying here. Well, I don't want to say lying. Let me say telling stories. Let me be nice about it. But, uh, I mean, he's saying the receivers. Or, or, seeks, or seeks something that we're not seeing. Yeah, here. maybe he's just a little disillusioned. I don't know. But uh, he's saying the receivers are struggling or whatever. They're not looking very good. I mean, guys like John Ellis, our friend John Ellis, and a couple other reporters out there are saying the receivers are really the position group right now that's standing out in training camp and in this joint practice. So, once again, I maybe he's seeing something different. I don't know. He's, he's the professional here. He's... He's the coach. So I, I I don't know. Well, he's the guy. He's the guy in the second year of a seven-year deal too. So either everybody's lying or he's lying. I don't know. All right. So uh, coming up on Monday, we'll have our great friend uh, Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network. I think Zoki will shoot straight with us, right? I think Zoki will shoot straight. I think with so. Us. Uh, Panthers and Colts noon Sunday. You can hear the game on one zero three seven WTIB. Uh, with coverage beginning at noon, the kickoff at 1. So that's uh, happening this weekend. Uh, do uh, make note of that. Uh, Mud, uh, our, our friends from the uh, Carolina Mudcats are in Kinston tonight to take on the Down East Wood Ducks. So that's also happening uh, at 7 o'clock. Speaking of uh, hot, hot weather and being outside, if you're going to head over to the game tonight, uh, make sure that uh, you're hydrating properly, as they uh, say. Uh, but the ECU scrimmage tomorrow will be interesting to see uh, who's who, where is what. We'll see how the defensive line plays. I think it's going to be interesting to see how Jeremy Lewis, that was something that Mike Houston talked about yesterday. Uh, we had that cut for you, so that'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. Ben, the other thing, and you missed this yesterday, but I, I'm, again, we followed this story uh, all week. Uh, we appreciated having uh, Dr. Davis on yesterday. A lot of response to to that. Now, I did not see the Tar Heel full statement that a lawyer from Warden Smith crafted. Oh. Um <laughs> yesterday. Are you saying uh oh because of the lawyer? Yeah, um, I like lawyers. Yeah, well yeah, they're expensive, I know that. And um I mean the, the the statement is essentially what you'd think the statement would be. And of course it's full of a lot of legalese and it's 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 a ton of pages. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I, I got about halfway through it, and I was just, all right, enough. So, you know, scanned it. But if you're looking at the Greenville Little League and, and the Tar Heel Little League team, uh, that, that all-star team, everything that's kind of crystallized in that legal document and the complaints are also uh, things that, that Dr. Davis presented yesterday. Look, Dr. Davis is a very convincing, passionate orator. Uh, he he brought up some things that, you know, I didn't know the full scope and detail of. And, I mean, they're pretty damning allegations. Again, we have reached out to Little League International. Uh, we have told them, you know, hey, we're, we're here just to get your side of the story. Um, we'll talk and we're more than happy to talk about the softball World Series going on. More than happy to talk about it. But... Um, you know, the, I think it's it's fair to give you an, an opportunity to address these allegations. 
And they have again told us because of, uh, you know, the legal matter that is involving Mississippi and Oklahoma and East Texas, they cannot speak about any of this in a public forum. Well, at least and they look, didn't just hit right. you with, I'm, we're busy. We're busy. We're yeah, having the right. World Series right now. We're busy. No, I, and then, as I stated yesterday, they, the dialogue between their media people and, and frankly, me has been really, uh, you know, earnest and upfront and respectful, and, and I have no problem with it. And, and, and I'm happy to have them on. I told them they have an open invite uh, anytime they want. And we're not here to, you know, go at them. But I do think that some of these allegations should be answered. You know, I, I was talking to some people about, you know, Dr. Davis said they wanted a public an apo- wanted a public apology. They're not going to get that. He talked about he wanted they wanted their monies reimbursed for travel, and that may happen, but I, I really doubt that's going to happen. So I just. At the heart of the matter, and I heard this too last night, I mean, this team of of kids had been kind of collectively working together towards this goal of getting to the Little League World Series, and by all accounts, they have the talent to do so. But he did say in the interview yesterday, we're we're undefeated, we had not been beaten, meaning this collection of all-stars. And I think that is what really chaps them more than anything, is that no one had beaten them on the field so they felt like they had a chance to get there. I think that, with the way things are going, but I mean, look, look, let's be honest. Little League International seems to be reversing their uh, their decision on a lot of these positive COVID tests. They're letting teams go through and letting teams be, you know, rosters make the appropriate adjustments and not employing contact tracing. We saw that in the softball World Series right here in Greenville. Well, you know, exactly. I mean, we cited that example the other day, yesterday, and, and Ben cited it here today. So, I mean, it does look like it's a complete 180 in policy. Uh, but that uh, is pretty effective. A lot of downloads on that, so check out that podcast. I don't know if it was described uh, most accurately in its description on Twitter, but you get the point. Uh, Greenville Little League and a, and a very convincing orator and parent uh, was unhappy. All right, uh, let's break. We'll come back on this Friday. Uh, Big announcement regarding uh, some ECU coverage coming up. And we also will have uh, some comments from Coach Houston leading into tomorrow's scrimmage in our Pirate Report on the other side here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to the Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. (laughs) Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943thegame to take us anywhere you are at any time. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, a week from tomorrow, of course, tomorrow's the first scrimmage, it will be meet the Pirates uh, inside of Downey Ficklin Stadium. That's a Saturday morning deal this year. Uh, It's also media day, and we will have our media day program for you, originating from Town Bank Tower. Uh, Myself, uh, Pirate all-time great, former NFL star Terrence Copper will be back alongside uh, this year for ECU coverage. Uh, T-Cop and I will be out there with uh, our crew. Uh, Ben will be in the studio holding it down with uh, some of the crew members as well as we will uh, bring you coverage of ECU Media Day one week from tomorrow. 
It'll be at uh, 7 o'clock, or excuse me, 1 o'clock. 1 until 3, next Saturday the 21st. You're on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3, the game. So uh, that is coming up uh, there. Uh, I've got one other note to bring you before we get to some sound bites here. Uh, and I could not pull the article up here, so just bear with me as I pull it up on this computer here. Uh, Chris Foster, ECU running, back, running back's coach, uh, of course, was hired on in February, has been named as the program's recruiting coordinator. That's according to an announcement from uh, Coach Houston. So uh, that is uh, a piece of ECU news today, uh, heading into the first scrimmage tomorrow morning inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, ben, let's uh, hit some of these uh, cuts here, and let's start uh, with one. Now, there was no media availability today for the practice ahead of the scrimmage. This was kind of a light day, but uh, this was the thought of Coach Houston going into that kind of final uh, heavy practice, if you will, or after that final heavy practice prior to tomorrow's scrimmage. Hit it. You know, another solid day. Uh okay. <laughs> so the computer crashed. Okay. Well, let me know when we get it rebooted. Clearly can't do anything with it. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it, it is Friday the 13th, Ben. It is Friday this, the 13th. This is my kind of day. Yes, this is Friday the 13th. Let me see if I have a Friday the 13th sounder here. No, no. There we go. It's Friday the 13th. So there you go. This explains all the gremlins. Is it back? I think it's working now. Okay. All right. Well, you know, this is what we call in the world of... Uh, golf a mulligan right well mulligan here i get myself out of the bunker i uh, just impressed you there bunker i know golf i i don't think it's quite exactly the terminology lining up but you did use a piece of golf terminology so we give you this we're proud of you all right uh coach houston's opening remarks you know another solid day um maybe not quite uh what i wanted today but uh can't say i didn't expect it a little bit had a really really physical practice yesterday Yesterday was, I mean, one of the better practices, not the best practice I've had since we've been here as far as the way they competed, the way we executed. Uh, the physicality was very, very high. Uh, so we did back off of them a little bit today uh, to try to get ready for Saturday. You know, and I, I told them, I said, you know, what you showed yesterday was, hey, you know, we got a chance to be a really good football team. Now it's, you know, the stuff that we got to control because it comes down to the execution. It comes down to the discipline. It comes down to, you know, not making those big mistakes or those small mistakes. Uh, you know, those are the factors we've got to continue to iron out uh, as we push towards, uh, you know, the scrimmage Saturday and as we push towards our, uh, our opener. All right, and uh, Coach Houston asking about working Holton more than the backups. You know, it's, it's one of those things that we know what Holton can do, and he's had a very good camp. I mean, he's one, you know, doesn't disappoint. Uh, so we've got to get him some work, some work for him. We've got to get the rest of our, I say starters, the rest of our top, 15 offensive players some work with Holton because that timing aspect is so important um, but you're right we've got we've got to figure out who, who number two is and you know we really you know I'd appreciate it if those guys help us out with that you know we need some guys to step up and play well on Saturday to start giving us a clearer picture on who number two is so I think that's gonna be what's interesting to watch tomorrow Ben is exactly who the guy that will be the backup is right Jason Garcia is perceived to be the heir apparent but 
it just doesn't seem like the Mason Garcia thing has totally worked out yet, does it? Yeah, I'm, I'm once again these these are kids. I mean, these are so a lot of these guys are still amateurs, but from what we've heard from training camps and practices, he's not necessarily came along like they expect him to come along coming out of high school. Highly touted guy and it just hasn't really materialized or come together quite yet. So that's from kind a of raw from yeah. a raw skills perspective, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's just he can't it doesn't seem like he's put it together yet and applaud it. And that's what I'm gleaning from that as well. All right. Uh, what will uh, what will the approach be for tomorrow's scrimmage? Nah, it'll, it'll be uh, as much of a game situation as we can. We, get, we have two of these, and so we want to get as much uh, game-like experience for the guys. You know, because now all of a sudden Donnie's not standing down there behind the huddle next to Holton. You know, he's up in the box, so you can't talk to him. You know, he has to talk to him between series. And uh, same thing defensively, you know. Uh, some of the staffs up in the box, some of them's on the field. And so you can't, you know, coach your players, you know, after every play. You know, they've got to go out there and play. So, you know, it's going to be a deal Saturday where we'll try to emulate that game day as much as we can. All right. And then now uh, to cut five on our list, uh, Coach Houston, what separates the guys who are the starters along the defensive line from the newcomers? And and you're really looking at a group of uh, – uh, of players here that again are the great unknown going into the season, the defensive line. Uh, let's see what Coach Houston had to say. I think probably consistency. You know, that's that's the big thing because you look, you know, whether it's, it's Xavier McIver, Surad Ware, um, Deontay Johnson, JV McRae, you know, who it is next, um, you know, really depends on who can consistently down in and down out, you know, give you production. And production for those guys sometimes is. You know, occupying a gap and not getting knocked back. You know, sometimes it is beating a block and making a play in the backfield. Uh, it depends on what the other team is doing. But uh, consistency is the big thing because, you know, young kids really struggle with that. And we went through a lot of that last year with them, so they do have a lot of experience. Let's move ahead to cut 10 here on our Pirate Report today, Ben. And uh, Coach Houston talking about the importance of that word he used, consistency. I think probably consistency. You know, that's, that's the big thing because you look, you know, whether it's, it's Xavier McIver, Surad Ware, um, Deontay Johnson, J.V. McRae, you know, who it is next, um, you know, really depends on who can consistently down in and down out, you know, give you production. And production for those guys sometimes is, you know, occupying a gap and not getting knocked back. You know, sometimes it is beating a block and making a play in the backfield. Uh, it depends on what the other team is doing. But uh, consistency is the big thing. Because, you know, young kids really struggle with that. And we went through a lot of that last year with them, so they do have a lot of experience. All right, I think uh, we got duplicate cuts there. I'm not sure what happened, but that, uh, you know, it was so good we had to hear it again. Um, what aspects of the practice stuck out to Coach Houston yesterday? Yesterday cut was six. just um, the physicality up front in the box was the best I've seen since I've been here. I mean, O-line, D-line, linebackers, backs, um, it was just really outstanding. And then, you know, you, you branch off that. I just thought that there was just a really good energy during our competition segment, so I thought it carried over into team. Um, and you had some guys that, you know, stepped up and made, made some plays. I mean, C.J. had several big plays yesterday that, uh, you know, I want to see him continue to make consistently. Um, but I just thought, you know, just up front, the execution and the physicality was just really, really strong yesterday. All right, there you go. Uh, let's do this cut here. Uh, it's 12 on my list here, Ben. 
uh, where he talks about the team needing to take ownership. And I think a lot of this is, uh, you know, what he, another thing that he's hoping to see out of uh, tomorrow's scrimmage. Hit it. You know, when you have a team that maybe isn't quite as mature, uh, those are the ones that you really got to, you know, we've got to do a better job, coaching staff, because we got to help them through this. And then, you know, they've got to have some kind of ownership themselves. And that's what we talked about after practice is, you know, okay, I can just line them up and run the piss out of them after practice. I can do that. Okay, that kind of defeats the purpose of what I was trying to accomplish today. You know, so there's got to be some ownership, or we just can't do this. You know, we just, we'll just, you know, stay in full pads the whole way through. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, so it's a deal where we got to work together. You know, they've got to respond. They've got to understand the expectations each day. And, uh, you know, we've got to do a good job of uh, helping with that. <laughs> that was good. They're going to do what, Ben? Wait, let me know when we have that little section isolated again. That was great. Okay, I can just line them up and run the piss out of them after practice. I can do that. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, so I have uh, the coach's thoughts on Jeremy Lewis. We got to that late yesterday. Do you have that one up, Ben? It was 13 on this ride. I think it'd be worth airing again because, you know, you're talking about a local local product. So uh, I know we had this cut yesterday. I, I wanted to put it in today's Pirate Report that's aired here on 94.3 Game, the game throughout the day uh, in a uh, pre-produced form also on 107.9 WNCT, of course, the flagship stations of the Pirates. But uh, this is uh, – Coach Houston on Jeremy Lewis. Well, I think Saturday's an important day for him. Uh, you know, he's done some good things. Uh, it's, you know, we've put so much more in package-wise uh, already than we did in the spring, you know, for a variety of reasons. You know, we, got, we had the big halt during the spring. We had to pause for a couple of weeks, and that, you know, threw everything off. And then it was his first time over there, and, you know, Coach Dow's first time through the defense. So we've already thrown more at him than he had in the spring, and, and he's, you know, picking it up. And certainly he's, he's a good player. You know, I want to see just Saturday just what kind of an impact he can be right there. Interesting. Uh, ben, anything else on the list? I know there were some other cuts that didn't make the, uh, the list I got here necessarily. Is there anything else uh, from yesterday that we didn't get to after that Jeremy Lewis cut that might be of some interest? I mean, a lot of these other ones are just kind of silly or irrelevant questions. I mean, there's one where he talks oh, about. But wait a minute, Ben. That's when we get to have the most fun when oh, there okay. are silly right. or irrelevant questions. Well, so, what? Give me, give me some suggestions here. I don't know if you played this one yesterday, but there was one that was literally: Will Blake Harrell be in the box or on field during yeah, game day? We 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 did play that one yesterday. Yeah. yeah. What else you got? What else um, you got? One that I think is actually actually pretty solid is he's pretty impressed with the team's physicality. Um. Just something he mentioned. Yeah, I don't have this on my list, so I, I, apparently we didn't get to it yesterday either. So go ahead and play that one. The physicality up front in the box was the best I've seen since I've been here. I mean, O-line, D-line, linebackers, backs, um, it was just really outstanding. And then, you know, you, you branch off that. I just thought that there was just a really good energy during our competition segment, so I thought it carried over into team. Um, and you had some guys that, you know, stepped up and made, made some plays. I mean, C.J. had several big plays yesterday that, uh, you know, I want to see him continue to make consistently. Um, but I just thought, you know, just up front, the execution and the physicality was just really, really strong yesterday. There's a guy that needs to have a big year. Wouldn't you agree, Ben? Oh, yeah. C.J. Johnson? And um, a little bit of a, a – it's a little bit to a lesser extent – compared to Mason Garcia, but that's another guy that you know has the talent. He's showcased he's had the talent on the college level, and it's just a matter of him being consistent and applying himself and putting all his tools together and showing in, showing up game in and game out, just 
going out there and being consistent and being that top number one receiver we know he could be not only on this team but in the conference. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely a guy that's going to need a, a big year this year. So he was great and obviously an all-conference uh, freshman selection and, and all of that. But just last year just never seemed to get out. It appeared to be a little heavier. I just didn't ever really get out of the box last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, last, last. But that, that, for no other reason than that was mentioned, C.J. Johnson, I think that's, that's an interesting piece of audio there. Uh, anything else, Ben, that uh, is on this list? That uh, is kind of on the back end of the of the cuts in the teens there that I I didn't we didn't get to yesterday. F- Anything you see? The there's one where he's talking about needing that game like experience um, before uh, the season here. Just the scrimmage will be a bit, huge benefit to them. It seems like. Yeah, uh, th- didn't he kind of? We already had something about that. Okay, already, yeah, that so. might have been one that was played already. Um, right. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's, I think I think that's about it. He talked about preparing for App State, but I see a cut here. We already talked about App State. Yeah, yesterday, we talked so. about that yesterday. Yeah. Any any other? Uh, nothing about rooms or heat. No, yesterday. no, nothing about okay. heat. Right. Which is a little surprising. Well, you know, it is hot out there. It's a heat advisory, Ben, till seven. All right. Uh, tell you what, let's uh, go to Ben. You got more, right? Uh, I, I, last I heard, HV three this morning was. Uh, Five shots off the lead at the uh, Wyndham. Do you have an update on that here in your in your update? Where he is right now or where he finished? If you don't, we'll, we'll look it up. But uh, I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm anxious to hear because that was I heard that earlier. And like I said, I, it's been a it's been a day with the DMV and other other issues. So uh, Coach Tom Cook out of uh, Farmville Central on the other side of the break. They've got a scrimmage tonight at Edenton. So. He's been gracious enough to join us uh, less than 90 minutes till that scrimmage begins, so we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Right now, here's Ben with an update on everything going on that you need to know. Ben Barm here for your 94 through the game sports love day. We start from Pirate Football. No media avail today. I think Houston's had enough of talking to the media, and quite frankly, I can't blame them. But the Pirates are full go and in full pads today as they get ready for their preseason camp scrimmage tomorrow. During a press conference yesterday, Coach expressed the importance of his players having a game-like experience before the season. And so we want to get as much uh, game-like experience for the guys because now all of a sudden Donnie's not standing down there behind the huddle next to Holt. You know, he's up in the box, so he can't talk to him. You know, he has to talk to him between series. And uh, same thing defensively, you know. Uh, some of the staff's up in the box, some of them's on the field. And so you can't, you know, coach your players, you know, after every play. You know, they've got to go out there and play. So, you know, it's going to be a deal Saturday where we'll try to emulate that game day as much as we can. Moving on to the Little League Softball World Series right here in Greenville. Nevada defeated Indiana 11-3. Texas shut out New York by two runs. Arizona battles Missouri. As we speak, Missouri leads 5-0 in the bottom of the fifth. And later on the night, North Carolina takes on New Jersey at 7 o'clock. For Major League Baseball, L.A. pitcher Trevor Bowers had his MLB administrator leave extended for the fifth time after ongoing sexual assault investigations. Live from the Wyndham Championship, Harold Varner III, ECU alum, finished the, he's currently two under through 15 right now he's five under overall overall in the event the current event leader is Henley who's 12 under overall and four under through 12 and moving on to the NHL now entering his 24th season under center 
Joe Thornton is signed with the Florida Panthers to a one-year deal worth $750,000. He ranks 14th all-time on the career points list. And from the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets are signing former Hornets head coach Steve Clifford as, an, as a consultant. And the LA Clippers are signing Kawhi Leonard to a four-year, $176 million Supermax contract. That's going to do it for your 94 through the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Barm. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. We're a week away from the start of the high school football season. Several scrimmages tonight. We appreciate uh, the new coach of the Farmville Central Jaguars uh, joining us uh, here. They've got a scrimmage uh, up at Edenton tonight. Uh, Ron Cook is the uh, new man in charge of the Jaguars program. Uh, Coach Cook, welcome uh, to the Patrick Johnson Show. It it is a game day, let's face it. So thanks for taking a few uh, minutes with us here on this uh, game day, if you will. Absolutely, Pat, and I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much uh, for having me on. And it definitely is a game day and feels good to be back with some sense of normalcy having this on uh, Friday night in August. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be hot, but uh, we'll keep everybody hydrated. Let, let, let's start with, uh, first and foremost, what are you looking for tonight? Uh, tonight we're looking for basically like I look at it as our final dress rehearsal before uh, week one next week. And uh, just really looking to see some key guys uh, step up and uh, execute to see how you know, we're going to keep it fairly basic what we're doing offensively and defensively. Uh, we just want to see guys, you know, offensive-wise, uh, execute up front, uh, especially on our old line because we had several guys out for different reasons on our, in our first scrimmage on Wednesday at Riverside. So uh, we get all those guys back tonight. So it would probably be you know the, the real look at what our offensive line would be going into the season. So – a little excited about that and um, just to see how we execute up front there. And then defensively, just making sure, you know, we, we're playing aggressive, uh, playing 11 guys for the balls. You know, that's one of our, our models is, uh, you know, AOAD for us. It means all out all day and 200% effort in everything we do and uh, 100% mental, 100% physical. And that's what we want to see. And, and I told the guys coming in, the way Farmville football is going to play from now on is, is fast, physical, and finish in everything we do. Uh, we've got Ron Cook, a new football coach at Farmville Central. They've got a uh, scrimmage tonight. Edenton is the uh, opponent, and then they'll open the season uh, next uh, Friday, begin the regular regular season for the Jaguars. Uh, coach, you guys, uh, or at least as far as you go, you go, or you, or at least as far as things go for you, I should say, uh, you've got uh, no real change in the color scheme of your, your clothing. Uh, came from uh, <laughs> Pamlico County, so that's a good thing. Yes, sir. What was appealing about, you know, Pamlico, it's kind of interesting. They, uh, they've they had a couple different head coaches over the last few years, but they've had a lot of success, uh, and you were part of that. What is the uh, appeal uh, in the Farmville Central job? Well, just the opportunity, first and foremost, I get a, a chance to be in uh, you know, the weight room where I, I feel like I'm, I'm most – comfortable and, and best place for me you know, to lift up and build a program overall. And I get a chance to help out also, not just football players. I really actually enjoy having, you know, weight room class with opportunity to train all the athletes in our school. Uh, that's one of the things I did as a strength and conditioning coordinator when I 
uh, strength and conditioning coordinator when I coached uh, for a team in Texas, for high school in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing was just, uh, you know, Coach Williford was very welcoming um, on my interview. And then, uh, I think we clicked uh, pretty well. And, and I know and I saw, you know, that there's a lot of great history here. Definitely have some players here. And I feel like he's really just a diamond in the rough with sweeping giant, you know, ready to be woken up at this time. And I, and I think, and I was, I've been proven right. I thought there'd be great support here and it has been so far in my first uh, summer and especially the last couple of weeks uh, leading up to camp. And um, yeah, I think you know, we got really good resources that we can build upon. And like, and like I said, you know, I just think it's a great opportunity to build a championship program. Jaguars uh, one and six last year. They've been uh, on the struggle bus here in recent times. And then you open next week against North Johnston, who went winless in the uh, spring portion of uh, the uh, schedule last year. Uh, so that's uh, the date a week from tonight, 7 o'clock in Kenley. Uh, we've got uh, the new coach of the Jaguars, Ron Cook, with us uh, here. You know, it's interesting that there's certainly no shortage of, uh, of athletes at Farmville Center. No. Uh, no, not at all. Obviously, the best. I'm sorry. Yeah, just speak to that if you will. Oh yeah, obviously the basketball program has been very good in the past couple of years, and it's just uh, you know, same thing. The football football program. There's guys here that can play. I've seen that. We've got a couple of school guys. I think that are really going to, uh, you know, blend. I mean, excuse me, stand out this season. Uh, that can be making some plays. So I think we got some guys that can be very explosive and get some points on the board for us offensively, and then turn around the defense. You know, we got some, some guys up front that be able to make some big plays for us and, and the guys in the secondary that can make plays for us. Uh, one of them being the senior, Mike uh, Malachi Wolf. Uh, he, he shows some good flashes of, uh, you know, making some big plays and being a big playmaker on offense and defense in our last scrimmage, in our first scrimmage this past Wednesday. And then I think, uh, you know, we have, uh, we're going to have a pretty good quarterback uh, as a junior, Brandon Knight. And then uh, looking up front, we got a defense line. As soon as I saw him on you know, our first day, he moves really well. I couldn't believe his first time playing was in the spring. It was uh, Jaden Sexton. And uh, with him and, and Irvin Perkins, uh, I think we can definitely – you'll see it be a completely different uh, you know, team from this spring, from the past couple of years, you know, this fall going in. The guys have brought in real well, and they've shown that they really want to win. You know, they, they, they're tired of losing. You know, they, they wanted to be – push and then we've definitely done that this summer and yeah, they're ready to get out there david tyree spoke to your team in june how, how did what's the connection how did that come about oh me and dave um we went to high school together so kind of grew up together uh known since eighth grade right after middle school uh in montclair new jersey uh he me and him we've been very close and family he used to come over you know all the time with kids and you know eat dinner i go to his house um, so, so we just grew up together since high school and played together. It's funny. He actually played defensive end on defense for us in high school. He's <laughs> probably one of the skinniest defensive ends you've ever seen in your life. Uh, and then receiver for us. And, uh, so we just always been pretty close. And, uh, so he, he, I've been talking to him you know, recently and he had an opportunity to come down and you know, a little bit of free time to schedule because he still stays pretty busy, uh, you know, we got a couple of businesses that he, you know, right, the, the yeah. juice business is running. So, but I say a good friend of mine, so he's able to come down and talk to the kid. I thought it would be a great opportunity for them uh, here, especially from a guy that wasn't, uh, I guess, quote unquote, a superstar in the NFL, but he lasted. He had, he had good years. He got a tenure in the NFL, and he lasted because of the work that he put in. 
And I mean, he got the NFL, and he can tell you this himself. He, he got drafted as a special teams player. Yeah. And he stayed in the league for several years because of, you know, what he's able to contribute as a special teams player. Plus, you know, he really wasn't bad at receiving. Obviously, when he got the chance. You, uh, you had some other uh, guys that you've coached or, uh, or, or have relationships with at different levels of football come in. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the other uh, – person or persons you've had come in and speak to the team this summer? Oh, I, I've been blessed with the, the journey that God has put me on. Uh, it's just, just through sports, period. Uh, I've been to many states and met many people in places because of, you know, basketball. I played AAU basketball when I was younger, then obviously football and playing college football um, at Virginia Tech and Delaware. So uh, one of the other guys, I mean, one of my former players from when I was from my first head coaching job at Red Springs High School, uh, came to speak to the guy that's uh, Ron Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a really good running back for me at, at Red Springs, all county guy, all conference. So he came, he lives in the area of Greenville. So he, he was uh, more than willing to come down and speak to the guys about his experience after high school. And it's, it's always good when you have those guys to talk to that and actually play for you and also may not have, you know, didn't get to go to NFL or play at big schools, but, you know, still doing well until they can talk to guys about the reality of, you know, everybody, you know, that 1% that really makes the NFL that you don't realize how small that really is. You know, even that gets on the go, that gets to go on to play, you know, Division One football. If you get to play any football in college, I mean, obviously it's a great opportunity to do football. Um, and then uh, this, one of the other guys, Michael Jenkins, one of the guys yeah. I met when I got hired at, um, you know, obviously I know he's big, he's a big star and over at Kinston, one of the guys I met in uh, while I was at Pamlico. And, uh, you know, just, it's just, we just connected instantly, you know, the FCA guy, fellowship with Christian Athens guy, and we both, you know, believers, you know, in Christ and just connected there. And he's always been, you know, able to help whenever I ask him, whenever I need him. So it's just, just being able to build those relationships and being the places I've been and being able to, you know, talk to and relate to almost just about anybody, you know, because of, you know, football, to be honest, because of sports and, and the different places I've been. Coach Cook is, is the, the goal there, not only to, you know, get people from different cross sections of society who've had, you know, different uh, successes and achieved different things in, in different aspects of sports and just real, real world life. But is there a theme to the message or is it maybe a different theme with each message just to give, you know, kids at Farmville who may otherwise not have that exposure at this point in their life to, you know, successful adults, particularly successful African-American adults, is, is there kind of a, a theme there or is it just different, you know, kind of messages in different silos, if you will? I guess I never thought of it as being a theme, but um, I, I, yeah, I guess it's, it's related to that because I would say, like I, like I said, uh, like I told you, Pat, I've been blessed with the opportunity I've been. I didn't come from, I, I, I wasn't raised in, you know, the hood and anything like that, but I wasn't also wasn't rich, you know, right. I mean, like middle class family. And my my parents, I was the first one in my family to go to college. My immediate family to go to college and go to college on full scholarship to play football. And you know, and my parents, you know, did. You know, my father was a guy who was raised, you know, in in the hood in Jersey, and you know, saw an opportunity to bring me and my younger brother to the outer situation like that. And 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 that's where we grew up in Montclair, in New Jersey. And so. I just always see I've always seen that as an opportunity that God put me in a position to coach because I've always liked to work with kids. I always wanted to be around kids. One thing I knew I wanted to do when I was young, I didn't know it would be coaching until I got out of college. 
But uh, so God didn't put me here just to coach to win games. I, I firmly believe I'm here, you know, to help these kids, you know, to do, be better and see better opportunities for their lives after, you know, football, you know, whether that be high school or right, college. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, so I guess the thing would be just to show you guys that there's more you can do after this, and this is not going to last long, you know, not for anybody. I, I, I play with, I know a bunch of guys that uh, played in the NFL, and some of them lasted – Several years, some of them one year, some of them got on, got cut, you know, after, you know, the first, second cut, you know, and always didn't make it to after preseason. Um, but those guys still going on to be successful in different careers and what they have to do it and be uh, great fathers and, and husbands to their family. So I, that's just one of the things I want to show the kids and that, you know, we, we talk about everything matters and everything's important, um, you know, besides winning football games, especially off the field. So we just want that to translate to, everything they do in the classroom and um, everything they do outside of the classroom, again, not on the field, you know, in the community. So that's the main thing. And we always talk about, uh, you know, our four cardinal principles. I want to say, I don't say rules. Rules now they have a negative conversation, but, you know, our four program principles, you know, number one is do what's right. You know, that covers a multitude of things. I mean, no matter what age you are, you know what's right, and you're five years old and, you know, 15. (laughs) Right. and then our second one, like I mentioned earlier, our mantra is, is all out all day. And that means you have 200% effort in everything you do, not just football. Like, we, you know, I, I tell the guys first day I met is that mediocre is a bad word for me. You know, we don't want to be mediocre, average, and everything. And that includes in, in school. So if you, you do well enough to get, I mean, if you getting C's, but you're smart enough to get a B or A in math and English, you need to be getting work on getting those B's and A's. You know, because if you're not doing, if you're okay with being average in there, you're going to be okay with being average in the fourth quarter, and, and that's what we don't want, and that's what we can't accept. Um, and then our, our third and fourth rules, is, is our third one is embrace the grind. Uh, not rules, again, sorry, my uh, principle, right. program yeah. principle, embrace the grind, is yeah. that it takes what it takes. It's not easy. If everybody, if this football is easy, everybody be playing, you know, because everybody likes Friday night, night, you know, but not, you know, Monday through Friday and Saturday uh, practice in the heat. You know, like we've been doing. So, right. And then the last one, you know, our last principle is just to edify your brothers at all times. Always lift each other up. And I think that's a big one for the guys here is that, you know, because they've been losing for, you know, a little bit too long now that it's easy. And once something goes bad or it faces a little bit of adversity to put your head down or to start to point fingers and blame everybody. And I think guys are going on quick that that's, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to continue to lift each other up and push each other to uh, overcome adversity to four quarters. It strikes me, Ron Cook, new Farmville coach uh, with us here, strikes me from a couple of things that you just said. Uh, it seems like if they take care of all those things, the winning takes care of itself. But it also Absolutely. it also strikes me that just an attitude shift at a place like you are now, you you go from like last year one and six to maybe six and one. In other words, it's a it's a pretty, you know, there've been some lean years, but it's all kind of there. It's just the the, the effort, the work the dedication and the attitude. Absolutely. And, that, and, and I mean, you hit it right on the head. It's what we try to get kids to understand and focus on, uh, especially when we say everything matters. Do those little things right and you know, pay attention to details and everything else will fall into place and will take care of itself. Um, Coach, uh, you, you were at Virginia Tech when? What years were you there? Uh, 1997 to 2000. So you got, you got a little taste of Greenville – and ECU Virginia Tech, I guess, right? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I played in uh, one of my last games at Tech. I played in a Thursday night game. We played here at, uh, at ECU in Greenville against uh, That was a tough Gerard. one for the Pirates. That was a tough one for the Pirates, yeah. if I recall. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it was. So we definitely came away with the win. Um, but I think David Gerard is a big. He's a big man, one of the biggest quarterbacks I've ever had to try to tackle. <laughs> so, and he can, he can, he can move well enough. He was like a runaway beer truck when uh, he'd get away. David was and, uh, <laughs> absolutely. But, but man, what a he, what he was a nice guy, and it still is. I mean, Dave's Dave's just a great guy. So, uh, next time he's in town, it'd be good to, to link you guys up. Perhaps we'll see if we can get that done. Hey, uh, coach, good luck uh, in the scrimmage. I know it's uh, a little ways away here shortly. So, best of luck, uh, you guys. Uh, uh, be safe, get out of it healthy, and uh, good luck as you start the regular season next week. Oh, thank you very much, Kyle. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for giving me this opportunity. Our pleasure. Uh, that's uh, Ron Cook. I like the cut of his jib. He's 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 something. I mean, he that guy ought to be coach of college. <laughs> you you know? need to see the team's Instagram page. It's a good follow. Okay. I mean, the team building exercise he does for like right. that squad is it's very interesting. There was one where like. You had to go up to a random teammate, and you had to say, like, a normal statement off a card. It was just, you know, something you wouldn't think twice about, like, hey, how are you doing, or something like that. But you had to say it in a funny way, and it was like a way to build, like, chemistry and, like, make people, like, yeah, I guess teammates get, get to know each other a little bit or something. Just very strange and unique team-building exercises that seem like they work. And, uh, you know, I got some familiarity with Formal Central, and that's something that's been severely lacking the last couple of years, and that's not a knock on anybody. It's just simply what I've personally seen with my experience there is, right. you know, team building and just having a culture, having a locker room. So good luck to Coach Cook. Uh, they'll open next Friday at uh, North Johnston. Uh, and uh, a good follow has been just noted there on Instagram. couple quick notes before we go. We really never got into the J.R. Smith pl- going to play golf at NCAA and T. So that might be something we can have some fun with next week. Did you watch any of the Field of Dreams last night, Ben? I, I did watch a little bit of it. It looked nothing like the movies. It looked nothing. Well, no, like but the I movie. thought it was a. Co- I thought it was a cool setup, though. I thought it looked really, really cool. The, they ought to play a game there uh, regularly. I mean, I, the novelty may wear off, but Fox had its biggest numbers in the regular season in in years. Wow! Last night, I love the uh, White Sox uniforms. Put, yeah, they were the both. The, yeah, the White Sox unis were great. I hate the White Sox, but yeah, the unis were great. Uh, and I'll say this. Oh, we had another fight you were telling me just now at Panthers camp, right? Yeah. No physicality, though. No physicality. Uh, scrimmage tomorrow. Check our social media. We'll have coverage for you there. 94.3 The Game on Twitter and Facebook. Ben and the ref will be uh, chopping it up tomorrow. Back with Zoki Monday for Ben. I'm the P-Man. Have a great week.